0: Well, hello everyone, I'm Mike Hernandez from the Mike Hernandez Realty Group and I'm joined today by Shelly Cohn from Pilgrim Mortgage. How you doing? Good, good. We've got a new podcast we want to introduce to you. We're really excited about that. Uh, The the Mike and Shelly Talk Real Estate Podcast. So thank you for joining us and hopefully over the weeks that come, Shelly, we're going to be able to um, really kind of explain to people that are buying or selling, whatever they're doing, um, that they're going to be able to get some information here Right, and, and uh, we'll fill in those holes for them because it's a really re- for most people. Yeah, this is the most expensive. This is the biggest expense of their entire lives. So knowing that, there's a lot of questions. Yes, there are
1: a lot of questions, and so, a lot and a lot of questions
0: they don't know to ask. Right, no, that's very right. true. You don't know what you don't know. Right,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: So today, now, well, first, actually, could you tell us a little bit about what you do over Pilgrim Mortgage, a little, a little, sure. little background? Sure.
1: So um, I'm a loan officer at Pilgrim Mortgage, and. Uh, I've been a loan officer for, I hate to admit, about 23 years, <laughs> uh, and, and we really just, you know, as a loan officer, what we do is actually walk people from the beginning, getting an application, walking through the process of what do you do and how do you get approved, so that's really the gist of our dot job. There's a lot of components to that, um, but it's really to help people get into a home, and the, the qualification, the mortgage piece is huge, but it's the piece that I think people are the most afraid of.
0: I think you're right yeah and, 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 you know and I've, I've talked to people and I've had clients and I said okay you know call Shelly and she'll walk you through that pre-qualification and and it's it's not a big deal and you'll be good to go and then I'll talk to them two days later and I'm like did you call her no I'm kind of afraid yeah so, you know, yeah and, and there's a reluctance there like one they might get turned down right one it might be a little bit overwhelming yes. you know uh, to do that and so you're going to talk about the process here in a minute and kind of walk through and here's why it's important folks um, nowadays in today's market especially right. yes. what we're seeing happening is almost with without fail um, when you're going to put an offer in a house they're requiring a pre-qualification letter okay. to go along with that that means that a loan officer, a bank, a, a credit union somebody has looked at, at your credit and looked at what you are able to buy based on your income and your debt and those right. kinds of things, and they're saying, okay, you qualify for a two hundred and fifty or three hundred and fifty thousand dollar home. That's what you qualify for. Right. And stop me if I'm if I'm if I'm off course here. No. But and and therefore, that's what you know from from a consumer's perspective. The buyer knows, okay, I I can I can afford up to that if I want. Right. Doesn't mean you have to spend that Right. But when you put in that offer for whatever price that house is you have to include that pre-qualification and here's why. It's a seller's market right now which means there's more buyers than sellers so there's a lot of people that are wanting very few homes mm-hmm. and uh, so what's going to make your application, your offer stand out more than the three others that are offering on the same house and, and again, so they want to filter through that and make sure that the person who's uh, actually putting in the offer has the financial backing to actually purchase the home.
1: And has done their legwork. So there's somebody who's already gotten their documentation and they're they're ahead of the game and there's a comfort level of these people have done everything and, and a loan officer has looked at their documentation and done the due diligence. So. There's, there's less chance of a hiccup later. And, and we always collect documents up front as soon as possible after the initial loan app, and we do that because we don't want surprises later. And you'd be surprised, you know, sometimes you verbally get information from someone, but the way we do an income calculation may be very different from what they're seeing when they look at their tax returns. And we all want to be sure that when they go out and put that offer in, they're guaranteed to get that house as far as the mortgage piece of it goes okay and and
0: the other thing that, that jumps out at me just when you said that was a lot of people look at, at the credit score on credit karma credit karma whatever <laughs> yes. they get this credit score and they think yes. that's it well that probably is not it right you may turn out because there's a there's a process to that so if you would kind of walk people through the prequal the pre-qualification process, or okay. wherever you want to start okay. and kind of walk them through it and, and tell them tell them what they need to know. Okay,
1: so, and I think the pre-qualification process, you're going to hear about it from the beginning. The minute that you've talked with the realtor, they're going to say, are you pre-qualified? Right. And the reason they say it is just what Mike and I were talking about. For one, you want to make sure that you're, you're competitive when you're making the offer on that house but from my point of view i you also want to make sure that you know what you're getting into you may say oh i can do a two hundred thousand dollar house because i saw on zillow my payment estimate would be this and i'm very comfortable Boy, with that, that happens
0: a lot yes
1: yeah. and but the truth is by the time we had property taxes in texas and all those things in there they may qualify for that but they may not be happy with that payment it may be outside their budget and they need to know that early on
0: and and that is something that 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 brings up a good point. They need to ask that question. That's a great opportunity yes. when they first make contact with you yeah. and go. This is the, these are the people to ask. Yes, uh, and and say, okay, what is my payment? Give me a, a ballpark figure of what I can expect right. with my mortgage insurance, with my my property taxes, with the payment on the house. What am I talking about? And, right. and that puts most people. They know exactly then about how much they can afford
1: and a lot of times it's not what they expected right right. and 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 sometimes you know they'll say i want a three hundred thousand dollar house and they qualify and then i tell them the payment and they say oh yeah okay can we go down a little so that's why it's crucial because you don't want to go out and look at those and then not even though you can qualify oh you know that too yeah then they don't like those anymore the last
0: thing (laughs) you want to do is look at a three or four hundred thousand dollar home and you qualify but It's too much, and you have to settle for a $250,000 home because it's never going to match and It's not going to look good compared to what you just saw. That's the way it is. Yes.
1: So we start with the loan app, and then we walk through the process. So once the loan app is complete, and the things we look at are your credit, your credit score. We look at your debt-to-income ratio, which is all of your monthly bills. Not utilities, phone bills, but credit cards, anything that's really on your credit report. Car payments, installment loans monthly payments in comparison to your gross monthly income. And we don't, we don't want that to go over a certain amount. And depending on the loan program, that's anywhere from 45% of your gross monthly income up to 56, depending on the program. So
0: so, so let, let, me, let me make sure I understand. Okay. That. So there's a percentage, 40 some odd percent, whatever it is, depending on your program that you choose. But you, and basically what that comes down to is if you have too much debt, compared to your income, you're not going to qualify. Correct.
1: And so we're looking at the new housing payment and all of your other debt, not utilities, not, you know, phone phone bills, that kind of thing. We're looking at that compared to your gross monthly income, and we want to make sure that that's below the mark that it needs to be. And if it's not, we just find a lower price for you. So it doesn't mean you're not buying. It's dependent on the price and the payment, which include the taxes and insurance and all of that.
0: I got you. Okay, so go ahead.
1: Okay, so we look at that. We look at your credit score. We look at your credit report to make sure there's nothing, no red flags on there. Employment history, you have to be employed two years, not necessarily on the same job, without gaps. Um, all of those are the pieces that go into it. And then assets, too. You know, how much do you have for down payment? Where's that coming from? Um, that's really important. Yeah, talk about
0: that <laughs> a little bit because that's, that's a, a kind of a, a, a something that catches some people. Yes. Why is, it, why is it important to know where that comes from? In other words, uh, all of a sudden, somebody puts $30,000 in your uh, bank account, and, okay, where did that come from and why is that important? Right.
1: Well, it's important because, as a well, as a mortgage lender, we have a lot of rules. And these are guidelines, national guidelines. And we always have to source deposits or anything that's going to be used for the home, any kind of money that's going into your account that's going to be used for assets left over, down payment, closing costs. And the reason that is, is we need to make sure that money comes from an acceptable source. Cash is not an acceptable source. A lot of people keep cash on hand and mortgage lenders don't like cash deposits and we can't use them. And so if I meet someone who says, oh yeah, I've got 50,000, I've got it stashed. It's in a, you know, in a safe.
0: It's under, it's in a matchbox. You have to go
1: put that in the bank and it has to sit there for 60 days because we'll go back 60 days and look at what was your deposit. But once it's seasoned and you've gone beyond 60 days, we're not going to look at it. But if you tell me up front you're going to do cash, I'm going to help you come up with ideas of how to structure this so that you're in compliance and you meet the guidelines of the loan. Which are?
2: uh,
1: the, The money has to come either from you, uh it can come from money you have in your savings checkings mutual funds stocks bonds you can withdraw from a retirement account you t- can take a loan against a retirement account okay. um you can take a home equity against your current house if you own and you can get a gift
0: what if walita wants to give you oh you might have just said it Well what if walita wants to give you thirty thousand dollars that would be considered a gift
1: and that's fine okay that's fine we have a gift form they have to fill out
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we want to talk about how we document that gift which is to, different in different situations. Mm -hmm. But typically, we need to see the donor's bank statement, the gift donor, to see those funds coming out and to make sure there wasn't a big cash deposit the day before that Uh. you or I could have put in there to entice them. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons that that's, and it's gonna be different in every situation, but what I tell the borrowers once we get started is just think of me as your best buddy throughout this process, and anything you think you wanna do Any, you know, you decide you have to pay off your car. You decide that, um, you know, security service said you could skip a payment this month on that dollar loan. Anything that's financial or you found a new job, you tell me before you do it.
0: Or if you decide, okay, I'm going to buy this home, so I need all new furniture to do that. Yeah. That's something you need to know about, too. And just
1: ask me. So we send a do's and don'ts list out in the beginning Nobody reads it, (laughs) Nobody, or they do and they forget. So I just say, if you're gonna do anything, call me. I don't care, call me, and people do. They call me and they say, I wanted to get a washer and dryer. Closing is two days away, can I do it? And I say, no, just wait two days. days. So if you just, I think it's key to know your loan officer is your friend. Don't be afraid of them. You talk to them. They would rather you tell them all, the whole story up front so we can give you a solution. That's what we do, we're here to make it work but not after the fact. Sometimes we can't go back and undo things you did, like put a large cash deposit in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, all right. So was- those, are the, that's, those are the steps. So make your loan app, your loan officer reviews, goes over these things that we're talking about, payment, loan options, what do, what do you want to put down, what's your comfort level, and then maybe you might look good to do a, an FHA loan.
0: What's the difference between FHA and conventional, from your perspective, from, from
1: the loan officers' perspective? So FHA is a government-backed loan.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, it's for anyone. It caters to first-time homebuyers okay. because it's a little more lenient on credit score. So okay. you can have a lower credit score and still get a, a very good rate. Um, it is a little more lenient on your debt-to-income ratio. You can have a higher debt than you can on a conventional and qualify. Um down payment as well Well, yes, and no, so the down payment's as low as three and a half percent. You can do a conventional with three percent mm. but I, and if you're a first time home buyer okay. um but there's some reasons you may want to go with one or the other and and those are the biggies on those the, well, the other thing is your mortgage insurance, and most people know what mortgage insurance is. Mm-hmm. It's insurance for the lender in case it's, you default. It's those extra two
0: hundred dollars I have to pay a month because of something called it, mortgage insurance. It goes nowhere I mean, towards your right. loan, but it's it's a yeah. safety net.
1: And if you don't have twenty percent down on a, any loan uh, or any co- government loan, you have to have mortgage insurance. Yeah, you said that. So
0: real quickly, so there's there's you can you can apply FHA or conventional, and you put three, three and a half, or five, or whatever percent down yeah. that's required. Okay. That means you still have to have what's called that PMI insurance, that, that insurance. If you have 20%, if you put 20% down though instead, which is it's a chunk of change, but if you can do that, then you cut out that mortgage insurance payment and, and that now is not part of your payment anymore, so.
1: On a then, conventional on loan a only. On a conventional
0: loan. Government,
1: it doesn't matter. So, okay. FHA is a government-backed loan.
0: Now, walk forward, you know, eight years, nine years, 10 years. Right you can actually find out how much your house how, much, equi- how much how equity much equity you have, have
1: in your house what the value is and what you've paid down and once you get to 22 percent equity it changes it's 20 percent for a down payment but when you want to get it removed and you have it you have to have 22
0: percent equity that means your house has your- gone up in value 22 percent from when you started that loan. Or
1: you've paid down.
0: Or you've paid, paid down. down and Correct. you come out to that. Okay, so that combination allows you to maybe get rid of the On a conventional loan. On a conventional
1: lower. loan. Government that that's the big other big caveat on the FHA loan is that mortgage insurance is there for the life of the loan regardless. Gotcha. And but when someone's looking and they want a low-down payment, I can look at a three percent and a three and a half percent side by side, so a conventional and an FHA, and help them determine which is better for them, and that's based on their credit score and their debt to income sometimes if you have a really good credit score it may be better to go with that conventional three percent because their interest rate and their mortgage insurance is tiered based on credit score Mm -hmm. and about every 20 points higher the better it gets so if you're at the top level you're probably gonna have a lower payment and uh, lower mortgage insurance and a lower down at three percent but if your credit score is lower you're gonna maybe be able to get the same or better interest rate on an FHA loan ah, okay. so that's why once we look I think it's always good to put it down on paper and say these are your options so I, you never want somebody to walk away and say well my friend did a three percent down conventional and it was better yeah. they need to know how it looks for them and so they need to ask their loan officer for estimates in comparisons of different programs Shelly
0: and I worked together for years um, so that's what she does with her clients is she actually walks them through that and a and a good loan uh, mortgage loan officer will do that again the more you know and the more questions that you can you can answer okay. for them the, the more comfortable they're going to be and, and, and they're going to know and have a better idea of, of what they can do and what they can't do right exactly okay. all right well, that's great anything else you wanted to
1: add uh, no I think that's it
0: did I uh, miss anything no I want okay. I want to talk we'll do this on a different okay. uh, maybe next time uh, I want to talk specifically about VA loans okay. and and how that works because that's kind of a whole different, correct, different animal. Yes. I do would like to introduce uh, our special guest for today, and that's Cat uh, Blackman. Now, Cat also works with Pilgrim Mortgage. Yes, and Cat's going to be talking uh, about some of the special programs because there are special programs, especially for first-time home buyers that can really really make a difference. in whether you end up buying a home and how much help you get for closing costs and stuff like that. So if we can, uh, Kat, if I can get you to come on in. Absolutely. And we're going to go ahead and, and talk about some of those things. I, I just find it fascinating. And I have worked with lots of clients um, that, that it looks like, you know, they don't realize. Welcome.
2: Hi. Hi, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. No, it's good.
0: Thank you for taking the time to spend some time with us. Um, so there's lots of programs that are out there. And people don't realize sometimes how much money they need they're going to be needing for their down payment Mm -hmm. or or their closing Mm -hmm. or even their earnest money where all that goes you know and how it applies to the bottom line how much money is coming out of my pocket when I buy this home so there are programs out there there are so
2: Shelly went over all the different places you can get your down payment gift from grandma from your retirement 401k wherever that may be But there's one other, and that's the special programs that you're talking about. Um, Help us through that. Well, so originally people think that they're for first-time homebuyers only, but they're not. If you are purchasing your primary home and you make less than whatever the income limits are set for your county, you could potentially get your entire down payment covered. Say that
0: again. Say that one more time.
2: Okay. So if you make less than whatever the set income limits are for the county which you're purchasing in, you could qualify to have your entire down payment covered. When you say
0: set income mm-hmm. limits, what does that mean?
2: So each program states you cannot make more than x amount of money
0: in order to qualify. qualify. Okay. Yes,
2: yeah. so if you make a million dollars you're not going to get free money. Darn. <laughs> so that, that's kind of <laughs> where they went with that. But for most of your clients I think they're going to be in Bear County and mm-hmm. the Bear County income limit right now is $101,080. So if they for household Per qualifying income so
0: okay so so it could be two people it could man- potentially wife be both a, of yeah. them
2: maybe husband makes a little bit more and we just want to use his income so we can stay underneath that uh-huh. we can do that so it's based on qualifying income and it's on gross income so hundred one thousand eighty dollars is the income limit for Bear County
0: and then they have there's credit scores that are required and, and they can vary you know 10 15 20 points at times depending on the program, so what is it now?
2: So now, between all the programs, there are a few different ones, Mm -hmm. we require a 640. So if you have a 640, you make less than $101,000 a year, and you're buying your primary home, you're a good candidate for this program. Even
0: if you're not a first-time homebuyer?
2: Even if you're not a first-time homebuyer. Now, if you have 10 houses and you're buying another one, well, you know, we may have to look at that a little differently, but let's say you own a home, you're selling it, you're gonna buy a new home, and you fit within these qualification parameters, yeah. we could look at doing this for you.
0: Okay, now that money can be used just for closing costs? Or? It could
2: be used for down payment or closing costs or both. So let's say you have your down payment, but it is a competitive market. Like you said, it's, it's a seller's market. So mm-hmm. asking the seller to help you with your closing costs may not be an ideal situation to get the Good offer accepted. So executive. that's called a seller's concession.
0: And, and when you fill out the forms, uh, the one in four contract that we you make the offer on, a lot of times uh, what uh, real estate agents and, and their buyers will do is say, I, I want the seller to help me at, with closing costs, rather than give them two extra $1,000 for, for the offer of the home. In other words, it's a $200,000 home. I'm gonna offer them $202,000 to, instead of that, I'm gonna go ahead and ask them for $2,000 in seller's concession to help them towards their closing. So there's, to the to the seller, it doesn't make any difference whether he gets 2002 at the top offer or, or he gets it down at the bottom. But to the buyer, it can make a difference because it can help them with their closing costs. Right. So.
2: For the seller, it's typically a wash, but you want to be super competitive. So if right. you need those closing costs covered, you just have your down payment, we can look at this program so that we can help you. We don't have to ask the seller for anything, make it a nice clean offer and, Get, get the offer accepted essentially is what we're trying to do.
0: Right, and, and have, and bring very little to the table, to the closing table um, when you actually do that because they're, they're covered. Now, they're stipulating, sometimes I've, I've known people that walk away with a little bit of money mm-hmm. actually get money back at closing. Yes. So that actually does happen. Now, um, tell us a little bit about the, the, there's also processes, so whether it's a first time home buyer, down payment assistance, Right. Um, Those are kind of the same
2: things. So, people reference these programs a first time homebuyer program, down payment assistant program. So, I've heard them called a lot of different things from realtors or buyers. Um, but the reality is, you don't have to be a first time homebuyer. You can be, and, and then we can reference it as a first time homebuyer program. Um, but it's a down payment assistance uh, program through the state. A lot of it is either forgiven over a certain amount of time or it's a grant, so you don't have to pay it back ever. Um, so as long as you meet those parameters, like we were talking about, the income limits within your county and the credit score of 640 or above, this could be a really good tool to use.
0: Okay. So this is something that, that me as a realtor would bring up to them, probably out of the, out of the gate and say, are you, I always ask, I always ask, first time home buyer? Mm -hmm. Um, yes, no, okay you have a decent score, okay, you know, we we need to hook you guys up, and you all can talk about this with the mortgage lender and find out if you qualify for any of these programs. right? And there's also a percentage, Um, for instance, yeah, like, I can, it's, you can get the first time home buyer, or whatever, but you can get it at at certain percentages depending on how much money how much help you want right Correct? so
2: the assistance it, it correlates with the interest rate so if you only need a little bit of money you're, you're going to get the lower rate if you need us to cover the entire down payment the rate's going to creep up a little bit but when we look at it and we look at a regular FHA or conventional loan, pricing isn't that much different. Sometimes the rates are even better on these programs depending on your score. If you're closer to the 640 range, you're probably gonna get a better rate on this. Now if you're in the 700s, you're probably gonna get a better rate if you bring your own down payment.
0: So the better the credit score, the better off you are regardless. Yes. But there are people and uh, and I think to, in today's market, especially with COVID and and things that have happened, mm-hmm. that they may have a, a a good credit score, but they may not have Eric. They might, which I want you to touch on, they may not even have a job right now, uh, because of what's happened. How does that work, as far as how you guys evaluate that?
2: Well, they do have to have a job. I I, I know COVID's changed a lot of our requirements, uh-huh. um, but. It still stands. You have to have an income to pay your mortgage. So we are going to require... Um, How far back? Because a lot
0: of people are coming off that maybe they were laid off. But now and now they they're, they're coming back. Down. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, so if there's more than a six-month gap, let's say they got laid off when this all started back in March, okay. and then they are just now starting, well, that's more than a six-month gap. Right. We need them to be on their, their new job for at least six months.
0: Okay, let's say it's only three months.
2: Then we should be good.
0: That's, that's good Those yes
2: and and this is something to go back to what Shelley was talking about we need to have all that information upfront in the loan application so we know which route to take you um, and know if we need to wait do we need more time on that job before we can use that income how do you get paid do you get hourly do you get commission that makes a difference on whether we can use it or not so so it, it varies I, I think it, it's case by case and it's very important to talk to a loan officer up front
0: okay Great information. Now, there's also other special programs for like uh, hero programs and and there's Native American programs. I know that also uh, that are unique, but they they work similar to... Right.
2: So, so these are within Texas that, that we're talking about, but there's also programs that are based in San Antonio only or based to first responders only or teachers. Um, so this is overall what you're going to need for qualification. You're going to need a 640. You're going to have to be beneath whatever income limit is set for that program. Mm-hmm. Um, but the assistance is going to vary from pay, uh, program to program. The rates are going to vary program to program and um, the terms. So a lot of times with these first responder programs or teacher programs, they're a lot like what I've explained already, but you get a little bit of a perk. You get like a slightly lower interest rate, or you get the grant instead of the forgivable second. So it, it varies depending on what program we're going to go for.
0: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. OK, it's so a lot of good information. Yeah. And if people have questions about that, when they speak to you that's the, that's the time when you guys is absolutely it, would, would you automatically bring that up as you're looking through the application well, part of the
2: loan application is how much do you have saved up how much do you want to put towards your down payment some people are adamant they want to put that 20 percent down they mm-hmm. want to not have that mortgage insurance mm-hmm. now other people are like you know, i don't i don't have that much i have a little bit and you know right off the bat i can tell it's not going to be enough well this is something we can look at for sure gotcha so
0: that when you see what they have saved up and things like that exactly kind of, exactly up like a red flag okay maybe
2: right and and to some people rates really important and this program may not get you the best rate other people keeping money in their savings accounts really important and then we can look at this program so it really varies between buyers and what what's important to them gotcha
0: uh, Kat, thank you so much. Absolutely. Kat, if people want to contact you, what, how can they do that?
2: They can reach me at my cell phone, 210-870-8173, um, or they can reach me by email at cblackmon, that's B-L-A-C-K-M-O-N, mm-hmm. at pilgrimmtg.com.
0: And you will help them and fill out Absolutely. That, go through that application process with them, get them their way. I will. Okay, thank you so all much. All right, I thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. All right, one of the things that I, I wanted to talk about now was the, the current state of, of the market uh, and some of the things that maybe w- will help you uh, once you go out there, because I tell you what, it's really changed um, what we're really seeing is a, a pretty aggressive market uh, as far as real estate is concerned. And Shelly, I know you know that, because I mean, you've been busy as can be. Yes. And uh, one of the things that, that we're seeing is what I mentioned off the top of the show is what's called a seller's market which means right now if you're selling your home you're in a pretty good position because there's a lot more buyers than there are sellers so there's fewer homes and there's what they call fewer inventory of homes so that means you know the you're you're, you're the honey and the bees are coming those are the buyers and they're coming to it and, and They want to buy the home. So you you can get multiple offers very, very easy in today's market if you do a few things correctly in your setup. One of the things, and I think the most important thing, is pricing it correctly. You have to price your home correctly, and that means uh, working with a real estate agent who will do something called a a CMA or competitive market analysis. What he's going to do is he's going to... Take your home, and he's going to look around the neighborhood uh, and, and find other homes that are similar to yours that have sold in recent months. If you can, you know, and, and in most neighborhoods, you can. In some of the, the rural areas, it gets a little trickier. But uh, in inside most neighborhoods, you can find homes three or four or five homes that have sold that are similar to yours, meaning about the same square footage, about the same bedrooms and bathrooms, about the same amenities, Do they have a pool, Uh, is their garage converted, Uh, is it two stories, is it one story, all those kinds of things. So you get some similars, and then you compare them against each other, how they look, um, and what they have, and how old they are, and square footage, and as I mentioned and then you can come up with what's called a comparative market analysis that means I'm gonna tell you what your home the market value says your home should sell for right now okay notice I said it that way I didn't say I'm going to determine that price I also didn't say you're going to determine that price okay ultimately it's your decision but if you want to sell your home then the thing you have to realize is that you may think your home is worth a million dollars, but the market may think your home is worth $300,000. And guess who's going to win that battle if you want to sell it? Now, you can leave it on the market forever at a million dollars, but not likely to sell. So that's what the, uh, the advantage of one, having a realtor that knows what he's doing. This is, doing a good CMA is, is, is a, something that you learn from experiences. It's, it's not something that you can just normally do right away well. So you get yourself an experienced realtor, you get somebody who's done that a few times, and that understands how to do it. That's important. Um, and they will come up with a price that is competitive to the market value, meaning homes around your area are selling for about this, similar homes, so that's about what you're gonna get. Now, if you have some time, you have a few months, two, three, four months, um, you want to price it a little bit higher. You've got that time to burn. You don't have to move out. You're not in any big hurry. And just see if you get any bites, any nibbles at that. Great. But your real estate agent should explain to you that that's probably what's going to happen. Till it falls, then, and if it doesn't sell, you'll start decreasing the price gradually. And then eventually you'll hit that price that is what the market value says it will do. And then it'll sell. If you want to get out in the next 30 to 45 days, you better price it right. Price it right, right to sell, and it will sell. You don't want to price it too low because it'll sell fast, but you're going to lose money. So it's that finding that big price that that CMA that that realtor is going to do for you is going to really help us. So just keep that in mind. That's an important aspect when you're starting to talk with an agent, and he comes to you and he wants to do your your loan. I mean, your uh, he wants to work with you. Just make sure he's got this down you get this down right and you guys go over it step-by-step step so you can explain it. Do you understand know right. what I'm saying? Is good idea? Yes, and absolutely. the other thing is the condition of the home. It's really important to um, understand and I'm not just talking about curbside appeal, which is important, mind you, but I'm also talking about once you walk in the home, what you're walking into. Uh, I've seen and I've, and I've read some studies that you get about 30 to 45 seconds That a buyer walks in sees the home as you drive up to walk in and makes that impression whether he likes it or not that's true that's crazy but it's true but
1: as a realtor don't you know because i was a realtor that you'll walk in the house that's done right and the minute you walk in you say oh this one's going to sell this one's going to go immediately yeah
0: and whether the particular buyers that you have will are the ones that buy it or not that's another thing but you can look at a home and say you know this Look, doesn't look like it has any foundation issues. The colors are neutral on the walls. Um, everything is clean and tidy. Um, the yard is in pristine condition. Exactly you know And uh, because people want to see themselves in those homes. And I've walked into homes, Shelley and, and y'all, that the, the, uh, the color of the wall as you walk in, it's purple, you know? The house is in great shape, but that color, that accent wall is purple. Or a bright orange, or something like right. that, and it 's an immediate turn off mm-hmm. don 't realize that it just takes a coat of paint twenty five dollars, and that issue goes away, and the rest of the house was perfect for them right. but that 's how people perceive things, so make sure if you have time to have some neutral colors, uh, you know some some whites, some beiges, some eggshells, some maybe some off shades of gray uh, some some light. Uh, yellows, things like that, okay. that, that are very neutral, that really helps. Also, get your pictures of your family and things like, like if you go to my house, there's my wife and I, and my son, and pictures like that. Well, they tell you, and it's been proven, that you don't want to do that because people need to see themselves in those homes. Right. And that means if your pictures are up there all over the place, they see you in that home instead of themselves odors yeah I walked into a house just the other day nice house did have a purple wall but besides that <laughs> but I walked into that and they had eight cats that I counted okay you know it comes along with eight cats that's eight litter boxes and 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 you could pick up the odor as you walked in so that is something you want to address as a as a realtor right off the top and if you're a, and if you're selling your home understand that. Okay, I understand you're going to run into that. Uh, you, you're gonna have to make some hard choices there. Couldn't get into the backyard of that house either because there was a big dog, a big dog back there. And so, I mean, again, so you didn't see the backyard. And then you turn the corner, you go upstairs, you go to the bedroom, and there was, there was the cats and, and the, cat for the kitty litter boxes. So just some things to think about. The other thing is things that you can't control if you're selling your house is like the location. All right, those are things you're going to have to live with, and maybe adjust your prices to. If you live off a very busy street or on a very busy street, that turns a lot of people off. They don't even want to see the home. There's people that don't want to see. Uh, they don't even want to see homes in a gated community. They don't want to deal with that. Um, there's there's people that only want to live in a gated <laughs> community. So you get you get my point. There there's lots of uh, variations, and all three of those are real important, and they're going to be. Diff- they're going to vary in importance to different buyers, okay? Because some people, that th- i got to live in, in, in Shevna Park. Or i got to live in, uh, up in, in Stone Oak. Or i got to live in Alamo Heights. Okay. Or I, 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 I want to be my, my work, so I have to live over here on the northwest side. Or I work at the base or around the base, so I need to be over here on the northeast side. So that is something else that comes into play. So just some things, if you're a buyer or a seller, that you need to keep, keep in mind um, as you go through your process of, of, of looking, whether you're a buyer or you're a seller. Anything else you wanted to add and close? Um?
1: No, I, I, don't, I think we covered everything for this time. Okay. And uh, I like that we hit on the seller side of it too. So. Good,
0: good deal. Well, for number one, that was the first. I think we did a, a good job. Hopefully folks, You got some good information. Shelly, if people want to contact you, how do they go about that?
1: Uh, They can call my mobile phone, and that number is 210-685-5661. You can email me, and it's Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-Y, at pilgrimmtg.com. Okay. And And you can text me, too.
0: Yes, and she's very responsive. And again, um, I'm Mike Nandes with the Mike Nandes Realty Group out of Keller Williams Heritage Office. And if you want to reach me, if you have questions about real estate, uh, if you have questions uh, about the buying or selling process, please give me a call, 210 870 0725. And that's my cell, and that's the best way to get a hold of me. Or you can uh, email me at weathergolf, don't that? Weathergolf at yahoo.com. So those are my two passions weather and <laughs> golf. That's how that came up. Uh, so that's the best way to get a hold of me and I'll be happy to answer any questions. Thank you for joining us. I wanna thank uh, the folks here at Key Title for allowing us to use their facilities and uh, all their help. Alexis Rosales has been particularly helpful in setting this whole thing up. So a big shout out to you. Thank you and we look forward to seeing you next week. Yes, And uh, hopefully we would uh, bring a couple of guests on that can talk um, about some of their experiences Uh, in the industry and I want to talk about the VA and I think it's a good time to get that. This is, you know, uh, Military City, USA. So there's a lot of folks that have the ability to use VA and should because it's great. Okay, y'all take care. Thank you. Thank you. God bless and y'all have a wonderful rest of your day.